0: Tracy Griffin. She is wonderful. She actually lives in Belize, which is super cool. I would love to have her back on for another episode to speak about that journey. Um, But Tracy, welcome. Would you like to tell our audience a little bit about your credentials and who you are? Ah, absolutely. So,
1: yes, I am Tracy Griffin, and I am a relationship coach on um, an online website called Relationship Hero. Um, Leading up to getting my coaching credentials, I was actually in in sales for many, many years. And you might wonder how does a salesperson become a coach, but it really is on both angles, all about human relations, and how we relate to each other. So my technical credential is uh, I am a master transformational life coach. um, And I have several other little, you know, certifications and things, um, grief coaching, health coaching, All the things so we're covering mind body and spirit with the expertise that i bring to the table but relationships are the thing that i am most passionate about so that's why i opted into that niche if you will and it has been i've been doing that for two and a half years at this point although honestly i think i've been doing it my whole life i just didn't have the letters behind my name
0: oh my (laughs) gosh that's so true oh my goodness i absolutely sermon that I love to listen to and I listen to it every year because it's a great reminder Um, and it's through Life Church and one of the guest sermons they have on he speaks about how uh, things and situations in life prepare you over the years to become what you're supposed to be or destined to be in life and what a beautiful testimony to you and and your journey so what I'm just curious because I want to know what made you get into relationship coaching was there a certain thing in your life that happened that you're like oh I really feel led to do this or was there any like pivotal point in your life per se there actually
1: was and it was I I, I will give full credit to my sister Haley who Mm -hmm. um, had gone through a very bad breakup and came to live with me and then the pandemic happened so we spent a lot of time together and a lot of conversations and she pointed out to me one day that over the years she was not the only one that I had taken into my home after something like that had happened to them oh and that God. I had, you know, I had been, you know, very pivotal in her, her, healing, which was an amazing, I mean, what an amazing feeling to hear that. But at that time I was like, you know, I'm really, I, I think I'm done with sales for now. And I really want to focus full time on coaching. Yeah. And she's the one that said to me, like, you should be a relationship coach. And it was just like this light bulb went off and I
0: was like what <laughs> you be doing that." you're right Haley you're so right <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and, and that that really was that one conversation that sort of got the ball rolling oh, and wow. uh, here we are
0: yeah I love that and uh for those of you that are listening I'm this podcast called Giving Grace. Uh, it's been a project that's been on my heart for years and years and years, probably 10 plus years. I've always known I wanted to do a podcast or be a motivational speaker, um, something in that facet. So this is like a, a big dream come true. And to have Tracy on, I could not have thought of a better person to have on my podcast. So a little bit about my relationship with Tracy, is she has actually been slayed, my husband and I's, Uh, relationship coach. Now, we haven't used her in the last year or so uh, (laughs) just because life gets so busy and we need to get back on track with her because I'm telling you, she lights our souls on fire with just like all of her knowledge and kindness. And I'll tell you a little bit about my husband. He is an onion and he is hard to unwrap those little layers. And I'm telling you, with Tracy, he feels so comfortable. And when you speak to her, the way she communicates is just It's on another level. You feel it in your soul, and so I I am a firm believer. I've, you know, I've owned several businesses, sold several businesses. If you are going to have a business coach, if you are going to have your pastor coach you, why would you not have someone else to bring into your marriage as well, so you can have the best marriage possible, the best relationship possible, and optimize all the goodness that a relationship can bring to your life? And that is what Tracy did do for us, and continues to do. all the time, we are utilizing the tools that she has given us as a couple. And I would highly, highly recommend, I've actually recommended you to quite a few people in the relationship. Thank you. I love that. Oh, you are so welcome. I had made a (laughs) post about it about a year ago about relationship coaching and the amount of people who privately directly messaged me saying, Hey, how did you find her? Who is she? Um, You know, my, my marriage is struggling. We really need help. Um, I think there's a lot of people suffering behind closed doors uh, with this oh, marriage 100%. epidemic. Yes, yes, and I I think that what you do is so powerful and is so needed, especially after COVID and especially during COVID. So um, again, just a huge, huge thank you to you. I I'll, I'll, t- I'll go off on a more little, of a little side tangent now with Tracy. <laughs> I, I, this is so important because. This was this just sticks out in my mind. She had Slade and I practice a dialogue, a healthy dialogue in front of her. And my husband and I didn't know what healthy dialogue in a marriage looked like. And so when she was listening, she literally stopped me dead in my tracks and she said, The way you're speaking is toxic. The way you're speaking is unkind. This is why ABC, let's try it again. And she just said it in the most like direct but loving way. And every time I go to open my mouth in my marriage, (laughs) I hear Tracy in my head, is this loving? Is this (laughs) kind? oh that's funny you just don't know unless someone calls you out on it it makes you a better person when they call you out on it so you live in my my brain rent free tracy i just want oh, you to know that. wow I mean, that's an amazing place to be i love being in your brain <laughs> well, i would
1: i would also like to add if i can that that you both came to the table with such a willingness to be open to learning and it is not easy to sit yeah. there and and be called out on on your stuff right so you you came with such an open heart and and a willingness to do what you could to work on your marriage and make it better and that definitely is key to being successful with coaching
0: Mm -hmm. right you have
1: to allow yourself a little bit of vulnerability oh totally and you
0: have to sit in that space of vulnerability and that discomfort And that is, and I'll be be really honest with you, I love you so much, but I came (laughs) into that thinking I had no issues, I had no problems and all (laughs) the problems are my husband's and they were not me and you stopped me dead in my tracks you stop me. (laughs) I absolutely love that. Like love that from you. And I I just love the people that hold my feet to the fire a little bit. And you are. Yeah, you are that person. (laughs) And you're so good at it. Oh, Oh, I love it so much. Um, Thank you. Thank you. But we'll get into the meat and the bones of this episode. So this is the first episode. And Tracy, I would love to have you on for more in the future. if you. Oh my like gosh, I would experience. love to. Absolutely. You were uh, just like, so. I could just learn so much from you. And I do learn so much from you. Uh, but this is our opening episode. And it is all about the title, Giving Grace and what that looks like. So I kind of wanted to simplify this a little bit. I like things that are digestible and mm-hmm. easy to break down. So let's get into the definition of grace. It is. The meaning of grace is to give others the love and mercy others have given us throughout our lives. Yes. That is just absolutely it is. Yeah. Very simple. And I love that. And that's really what this podcast is, is about and is going to be about. And what it's going to grow into is approaching the world in a little bit of a different angle, extending grace to yourself and to others. And I just want to open this whole you know, series and this whole podcast with that in mind. So um, I guess that's my leads me to my first question beautifully to you, Tracy, is what does it mean to give grace to others and ourselves? and Why is it important?
1: Sure. Oh, I love that question. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we, we often use that term giving grace without even really fully knowing what it means. Yeah. And I think, I mean, your definition of it was absolutely beautiful. And for me, it's really about acknowledging that no one is perfect. Mm -hmm. You're not perfect. Other people are not perfect. We're really all just, you know, trying to do our best.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's so true. To get, yeah, to give yourself grace, really I think to me just means acknowledging that if you're struggling with something, if things are hard, if you're not happy with something that you've done or the way you've reacted to something, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Right, so it's it's okay. It's okay because you're not perfect. You are human and you're having a human experience. And the, you know, we tend to put so much emphasis on just trying to do everything perfectly. And I will footnote that by saying not everyone is like that. But those of us who are prone to, you know, people pleasers in particular.
0: That's uh, me, I'm a recovering people pleaser. I am a recovering people pleaser.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, and it is a lifelong recovery from that. Yes. So, you know, becoming aware of your own behaviors is the only way that you can fix them. So that's why it's it's really important to recognize when you are being your own worst critic.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And a lot of times we get so stuck in our own heads with this negative chatter, negative self-talk. And it's so ingrained in us because we've done it our whole lives that we don't even realize that we have this constant loop in our brain of beating ourselves up about things. Yes. So it's, it's, yeah, it, it's being able to get to a place where you can sit and just be quiet and start hearing those voices. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can, you know, you can start to correct mm-hmm. them. But I mean, otherwise you end up living your life often being stressed out, burned out, unhappy, questioning everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Unsure. Yeah. That
1: unsure I'm just, yeah, because you just don't know
0: everything it reminds me of this book mm-hmm. have you ever read the book the four agreements
1: oh, one of my oh it's
0: one of my favorites and it, it, it's so yeah. good and you know it talks about being impeccable with your word and assuming and different things like that and really paying attention and honing in on your thoughts and that voice that lives yes. inside your head and if you to our audience if you have not read that book it's a really quick read or really quick listen on Audible, I think it's like an hour and a half. It like really shouldn't take you all that long to get through, but it's just packed full of really, really great information. And it's one that I, I listen to on repeat sometimes and go back to pretty often. But uh, so I guess you're kind of talking about, you know, people being people pleasers and, you know, us trying to be perfection. Again, not everybody, (laughs) not everybody struggles with that. Um, Do you feel like this is a societal issue as a whole? Do you feel like this is an, an issue we struggle with as a whole, I guess, in the world.
1: Oh, great question. <laughs> um, I think to a certain degree, yes, absolutely. And I think you know, there's many amazing aspects of social media. Mm-hmm. But I also think that that has perpetuated a lot of this perfectionism, whether it is physical perfectionism, spiritual perfectionism, because people always tend to present their highlight reels. Oh, yes, right? And, and that is what we measure ourselves against.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's that whole aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, you know, like growing up in family dynamics and things like that, that can really have an impact on you as a child. And you carry those wounds with you mm-hmm. through your life. And absolutely. I think that is, you know, not just maybe central to say North America. I think that is probably throughout the world. But you see it more often, I think, in in North America, in particular. Oh yeah, and, but that's also where I'm from, so that's my frame of reference. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, yeah
0: uh, absolutely. I I do. I I do feel social media has perpetuated this idea of perfectionism, which then leads us into having harsher boundaries as to you know us not extending grace to ourselves or harsher boundaries to which we yeah. grade ourselves against and. Mm. You know Absolutely. we kind of raise that standard as to who we think we should be on the outside inside all these things. Uh, and and it's mm-hmm. true. we We need to be more loving with ourselves and loving to others. And I think a lot of it too does yeah. stem through social media. but other, you know you said childhood trauma, you know, and I think a big part of that comes from I don't know how it, but generation. So especially with my generation, technology is moving so fast. And for the generation below me and below them, It is lightning Mm -hmm. speed. And so we are having to adjust the world around us in such a rapid fire, you know, tendency that I don't think we can catch up with that. And so our ability to process world process emotions becomes very limited. And
1: yeah, absolutely. Because you're constantly bombarded Mm -hmm. with ideals of how you should be thinking.
0: Mm
1: 100%. Right. Yeah, which, which then makes you question, okay, so what is perhaps politically correct today may evolve into something completely different by next week. And now instead of just being within a small community, it's a global thing. Yeah,
0: majorly global. Yeah, so it, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So what, what would you say, like how can people cultivate a mindset of grace for both themselves and for those around them? So how can they target, oh, I'm not giving myself grace you know what are some strategies or things that people can use to one identify it and two correct it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I kind of I think touched on it a little bit in, in when we were talking about the definition of giving yourself grace. And one of the the biggest things you can do is just stop trying to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and, and that definitely easier said. Totally, than done, yeah. Right. Totally. totally easier said than done. <laughs> <laughs> So, but, but in that statement is, you know, being aware of your tendency to do that to yourself, mm-hmm. like I was saying, in in being quiet and listening to yourself and almost approaching things with that little bit of vulnerability where it's like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable in this. I don't like how I feel. I'm beating myself up, but I'm actually going to perhaps vocalize that to someone. Yeah. And then watch their reaction. And, and it, that's one of the things that I have done, right? Is to try and push myself. Because um, like we said, like absolutely recovering people. Yeah. people. And you know, my, my, it always for me came from a place if I was perfect, then I would not be left or abandoned in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would compromise everything to almost morph into what I thought that person wanted me to be. Yes. At. And the interesting thing about that is that people can't compete with perfectionism. They can't relate to perfectionism. Mm-hmm. So you're actually doing yourself a
0: disservice by not exposing your flaws. Oh, that is so good. You,
1: yeah. Oh, that is so, so Thank good. That's
0: like a little golden nugget there for you folks. There, there you go. Yeah. A little gem little of wisdom, wisdom straight from Tracy. There you go. Oh, that's so yeah. good. And I, I heard this Thank thing you. about people pleasing a few weeks ago. Um, it Mm kind of you know eludes what you just said is it's very isolating it's very isolating you're living this version you're almost a chameleon again to please other Mm -hmm. people and you are never authentically yourself one and two people are never getting to authentically know and understand you as an individual right and you're not allowing yourself the space to actually feel your feelings and then we right. just bury those deeper and deeper and put more perfectionism on top. And then we finally have a major yeah. burnout moment. <laughs>
1: exactly. And you're listening and going like, what, what did I do wrong? Yes. And then you start beating yourself up about that. Yes.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. I, I yeah. always tell myself, I'm like, don't put other people's rocks in your backpack. Like, I got to tell myself that I'm like, don't,
1: don't that. put the rocks in yeah. your backpack because
0: it gets really heavy when you're carrying other people's rocks. And I actually had, um, a former friend of mine say she said, "Well, I didn't ask you to carry that burden," and I was like, "Oh,
1: yeah, whoa, Ooh,
0: that's it. A- you're <laughs> so right. You yeah, did not ask me to do that. Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah, I did it. Yeah, you, you you took it on yourself, but it was never asked of you. Yes, it was- and that is often something that we see with the with those of us who do tend to you know fall more into the perfectionism and and people pleasing." is we have very, what's called porous boundaries, Ooh. right? So we, we maybe have boundaries, but we allow them to so easily be crossed,
0: Ooh.
1: right? So we won't stand up for something, like it would be the worst thing in the world, potentially for us to say no to someone.
0: Yeah, because we're assuming right? it's going to be can... catastrophic.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So even if we don't want to do something, say we've been invited to an event that we don't particularly want to go to, God forbid, we actually stand up and say, I don't want to. Yes. Right? Because it's that fear that, yeah, like you said, it's going to be catastrophic. So I think one of the other things that you really need to work on is getting stronger within your boundaries.
0: Yeah. I, right? yeah. My friend, my, my friend it, once said, it, she said, you know, when you get angry about something or you get angry about having to go yeah. to the event, it means your mm-hmm. boundaries getting crossed, your personal boundaries getting crossed.
1: Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's exactly how I would explain it. And I know, like, because we, you threw out the, the book, The Four Agreements, which I absolutely love. And thank you for for asking me that question because I think I want to read that again.
0: Yes, go read it again. <laughs> but,
1: um, one of the things that the people that really helped me with boundaries, um, her name is Dr. Terry Cole. Okay. And she wrote a book called Boundary Boss, Ooh. which I recommend to everyone. And she's kind of, the, I would say one of the leading experts on boundaries.
0: Okay. So, I'm, just, I'm writing yeah, this one down. It, it, I'm reading it as downloading as soon as okay. we get done from here. Yes.
1: There you go. Yeah. Ooh, God. So, you know, when, yeah. So, so setting those boundaries, I think would be definitely important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another one that we, you hear talked about so much and I'm, I'm giggling to myself <laughs> because I'm sure when they say "Is there's going to be some kind of, you know some people are going to kind of go eye roll and yeah I heard that before but it really is practicing gratitude. It is one of the simplest and easiest things that you can do but it is also one of the simplest and easiest things that we forget or don't do. Yes. Right. So when it when it comes to practicing gratitude in terms of giving yourself grace it's really about turning the mirror on yourself and you know, kind of being your own hype girl, oh, yeah. your own hype guy, right? Focus instead, on, uh, sorry, focus on those things that you are great at versus focusing on all those things that you feel you can't do or aren't good enough to do. Ooh. And once you start focusing on that, then you're really going to start to see more of that from yourself because we see what we look for, <sighs> right? So if we're always trapped in, the, in that negative version of, you know how bad we are yeah. we're just going to continue to see that and we're
0: going to waller in that and live in that space
1: yeah uh, absolutely well, so yeah a gratitude practice And you know for me it's just waking up and saying three things i'm grateful for before my feet hit the floor mm. and i will see you know, like one of those things truly can be gosh i am so grateful for that cup of coffee that i'm about to have yes it doesn't it can be, can be as can simple be as that yes yeah
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that That's so. so, so good. I, I feel myself when I love my husband dearly, but we, we got to coexist mm-hmm. with these people. And so we know there are some days where they just drive us crazy. And so when I feel yeah. that like kind of irritation come up, I stop, give myself a mm-hmm. little moment of breath. And I yep. say three wonderful things in my head about my husband, and I'm just like, yes. "Thank you, Lord, for yeah. this quality in my husband. Thank you for this. Yep. Um, even though he's a trying little child, um, thank you for this. <laughs> you know, I might, I might, I might say thank you through gritted teeth, <laughs> but it yeah, but you're It changes yeah. Yeah. those neural pathways in your brain, and 100. Like you know, when you're cognizant, yeah. uh, I think we always say words have power whether they're spoken mm-hmm. or thought. And I think we, we give more power to the spoken word than we mm-hmm. do because our spoken word affects those around us. Right. And yes. our internal thought or in dial, internal dialogue, we don't spend mm-hmm. enough time talking about that. And uh, the other night I like thought a bad thought. I was like, well, that's ugly. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like back up here. That's not ugly. That's right. not that that is not a thought. That's not that's not the neuropath pathway I want to go down. So like let's back her up here, beep beep. And, and let's find Right, exactly. Some nice things about this.
1: Yes. Yeah. And and that all relates back to that sort of cultivating that self awareness mm-hmm. of what what chatter is going on in your head. Mm-hmm. So like I said, we're so used to it because we've done it for so long that we a lot of times don't even realize that it's there. At least I know for me, it was very hard because I'm like I hey, no, like I'm always like, you know, I, you know, I try and build myself up and I know this, that, and the other yeah. thing. It wasn't until I got really quiet and I started to hear all of these voices that had been there, oh, my gosh, probably forever. Yeah. Yeah. Was, and then choosing – so it stem ahead. probably from your childhood or different experiences that have shaped yes. you or different things. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we take things on, especially as children from – a lot of times from the adults around us, mm-hmm. right? Who in many, many times are not intentionally being cruel or trying to hurt you, but the way that we perceive it, it can have a massive impact on the rest of our life.
0: Yeah. You know? yep. and, yeah. and you talk. You talk. Yeah. You've been, You've said it a couple of times. Sitting in it, I mm-hmm. don't think today we are sitting with our thoughts or sitting with our experiences enough to process them. We're distracted by our phones or the TV or I mean yeah. different things, audiobooks, we're not processing things that we're supposed to be processing. You know, like why why no. did that comment hurt my feelings? Where is this actually stemming from? And until you sit in that silence and really get to the root of it, you're just gonna start to perpetuate and that thing, you know, that little scratch at your soul is gonna start to fester and get affected and blow up and get bigger. And you know, that silence time with yourself is really, really yeah.
1: important. Big. It really, really is. I mean, if you're someone who likes the idea of meditating, that's a great practice to have. Mm -hmm. If you struggle with that, it doesn't have to be a big production. It can be as easy as just going out for a walk Mm -hmm. in nature. Mm -hmm. But the key to that is not taking your phone or sticking your AirPods Yes. Because when you're out there, right? Because if you're doing that, you're still numbing yourself out. Mm -hmm. You're going through the motions of the walk. But you're not allowing any thoughts to come through. Yeah. So, you know, going for a walk, just focusing on nature, listening, listening to the the wind through the trees, the birds, you'll notice so many things that you never noticed before. And then that allows your thoughts to start processing. Yeah. Whereas you're you're absolutely right. There are, are so many avenues that we can take today to not have to sit in what might feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, let's face it. It's, it's not the greatest no. feeling. No, it's not. I want to sit down and be uncomfortable. You no.
0: Who <laughs> openly chooses to you know, do that? Jeez, you know, Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, you know, there are ways that you can, you know, be a little maybe more aware mm-hmm. of what you use yes. to, to. I call it numbing yourself
0: out. Yes, or disassociating. Like, I disassociate a and yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. So that you don't have to deal yep.
0: with it. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. Actually, when my friends called me out on it, she's like, you were disassociated that entire dinner. I was like, what? Mm. There was something like big and led up to that dinner, which she didn't know about. I said, oh my gosh, I did not realize I was doing that. She's like, yeah, I see when you check in and when you check back in, check out, check out and check in. She's like, I can see it in your eyes. You totally just disassociate from things. Oh, That's interesting. I was like, Oh, and wow. That's, I mean, that's a really keen observation from her as well. That's a good friend. Yeah. I was like, Oh, thanks for calling me out on that. It's, it's so true. And, um, you know, for whatever, for whatever reason I do that and I kind of started spending time on that a little bit, but one of the ways I kind of want to discuss this with you is one of the ways to accept, uh, exercise, giving yourself grace is actually my therapist gave me this exercise like a year and a half ago is, So one of the things I'll I'll say this very quickly is I was using businesses and creating businesses and Mm -hmm. doing so much for other people as a way to distract from sitting in quiet with myself. (laughs) And I was like (laughs) running away from doing the hard work. So I just fill all my time with stuff. And she said, she's like, okay, you know, calm your life down, obviously. And she said, I want you to pick one thing, one activity that you don't turn into a business that you don't turn into something that you can make profit off of. It's one thing that you can go out and do for yourself. And I want it to be something you're not good at. So you can. Okay. Wow. I love that. So you can exercise your tolerance for discomfort and exercise the ability to give yourself grace and the ability to grow in that space. And love that that was so, I I picked pickleball because I'm an old person at heart. And (laughs) so I've learned so much about myself through pickleball because i started right. I'm, I'm not super great at it by any means now i mean it's been a year and a half but definitely better than where i was when i started and right. you know might be like wow, I, why can't i i start that journey started out very frustrating for me because i was like can I get this mm-hmm. right? why am i not returning these balls why am i not serving right you know why am i not and until you can sit back and be like you know you've only been playing for two months Cut yourself some grace i'm like actually I'm doing pretty yes. good for two months. You know, you can kind of perfect that whistle a little bit. And that is how um, I started to exercise yeah. grace with myself is, is this a new experience? Is this, am I putting myself in an uncomfortable situation? What are my expectations and intentions with this experience? And right.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. Mm-hmm. And that kind of speaks to one of the other things that I would say that you can implement right to to try and give yourself grace Mm -hmm. which is celebrating your small wins which is exactly what you did right because we often get so focused on large goals large achievements big things Mm -hmm. that so for you maybe it was like getting to the point where you are a good pickleball player and forgetting all of the little wins and small achievements that you made along the way to get Mm -hmm. there yes yes Right. So if if you're always chasing that big goal and never appreciating the journey that's taking you there. Yes. Then you you know, then you're going to continue to kind of beat yourself up because you're not getting to that point that you want to be at. Oh. Not, you know, so it's recognizing how far you've come.
0: Yes. Oh, that's so good. Enjoying the journey. You hear that saying all the time, but Yeah. Yes, exactly. That is so true. Yeah, enjoying the journey. Yeah, if you're not enjoying the in between of the big moments. You're not actually getting to right. savor you know your true accomplishment of discipline yeah. and you know mental yeah. fortitude, and that that that's yeah. so so true. I, I a question I have for you is you know we're talking about a lot about giving ourselves grace. Do you feel like people struggle more with giving themselves grace or others grace? What what do you think is the, like mo- the bigger problem? Ah. Uh, or which hmm. do you feel is more common? <laughs> I know it's going to be different for to yeah. person, but as a whole, what do you see in your line yeah. of work?
1: Well, I would say it, it's kind of like a, they're both connected. So when you cannot give your own self grace, you will then project that onto other people. Oh, oh.
0: oh that's so, so good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true though. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I see it a lot and yeah. it, a lot of it comes with the level of self-awareness that you have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Are you aware that you, exhibit these behaviors are you aware of how much you beat your own self up yeah um so i yeah i would say it starts with self but then ends up like i said being projected onto other people and I, the way i see it show up a lot is in comparisons Ooh. i right? i'm sure you've heard heard the saying that comparison is joy, joy. Yep. yeah and you know going back to what we were talking about too even with social media that i think is the is the root of all of that right because we're comparing ourselves to something that isn't necessarily real we're comparing ourselves to our perception of something else whether that be social media or most definitely in relationships with other people and it doesn't just have to be romantic relationships it can be friendships it can be work relationships, it can be family relationships, mm-hmm. where we we see something or we think we see something mm-hmm. yeah. right? and we're projecting our own experience onto Yeah, it. And that that's why like that exercise that, that you talked about that we did with you and Slade, like, that's why it's so important because we often don't realize how we sound and we often don't realize
0: how the other person is perceiving us. Yeah, we assume. You know, it, it goes back to the core assume, agreement of agreements. Yeah. Don't assume anything. I, you know, I don't, right. well, it's not super nice, but you know, assume is A-S-S-U-M-E, and me. <laughs> assuming makes a butt yes. out of you and me, you know? So, <laughs> yes, exactly. And it, it, it does. Yeah. Know. It kind of yeah. makes you look like you've got cake on your face a little bit because someone may be like, oh, I don't actually feel that way. And you may have been agonizing over this for hours, mm-hmm. days, weeks, years, and they never actually felt that way. So, assuming is not always yeah. in the best interest because yeah because it's difficult
1: when you struggle to be vulnerable which you do struggle if you are a people pleaser mm-hmm. you often will struggle with vulnerability so you won't even ask the question for fear of the answer yeah because you you're gonna you're going to fear that that answer is going to be something negative about mm-hmm. you which is then reaffirming that belief that you have about yourself yeah
0: yes reaffirming that agreement with yourself yep yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That so it, it kind of so, re- leads me to my, my my next kind of question I have you for you. Um, can you see a connection between giving grace and resilience in facing life challenges? Can you see where there is a connection there?
1: Oh my gosh, one hundred percent. absolutely. Because when you can when you give grace, it allows you the opportunity to see things mm-hmm. how in the best light. Yeah, right. So when when you're, when you need to be resilient, when you're having challenges, if you can focus on the gratitude, mm-hmm. right? Being grateful for, because there's always, there's something good in every situation that we encounter. Yeah. And I realize that's a, that can be, a, that's a big statement. Big statement. Because horrible things, horrible things happen to people. Every day. Right. Every day, Mm -hmm. but there's always something that you can take away from that Mm -hmm. in a positive light, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, giving yourself grace and and using that in times that you need resilience massively important because they're going they're going each support the other. Being able to give grace. Mm is going to allow you to move through that difficult situation much more easily than holding on to and focusing on the negative. Yeah.
0: It's you you are giving yourself the option to experience it in a more positive light. And it's almost as though yeah. if you choose to focus on the negative, you're giving you choosing to make that experience 10 times worse for yourself. Yeah by oh, focusing on that. It's uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. so true. And we we are the creators of our own reality. And I, for me personally, when I have, you know, something that I would deem is happening bad in my life. If Mm -hmm. I focus on the good parts of it, it makes the experience so much more enjoyable or as less, it makes it much less dramatic or heavy than, you know, so I'm, so I try to remind myself, I feel myself spiraling and I'm like, well, I can't believe this person said this or did this or treated me this way. And I'm like, Oh, one of my favorite sayings is "bless and release." If I, yes, yep, yes if I can bless and release that comment mm-hmm. or something someone did or said to me, I immediately feel ten thousand times lighter. I feel a lot well, yeah. lighter. It's um, it's a great practice,
1: sure, because it's no longer taking up all of that headspace. Yes, because and you're no longer, yeah, because uh, until you let it go which is another big thing about about giving yourself grace right it's just letting things go yeah. and just kind of i'm no i'm going off on a tangent here oh, but letting things go to a lot of people means that they're condoning that behavior and it's not letting it go it just means that you're accepting it for what it mm-hmm. is and that you're not going to let it affect you anymore you're protecting your peace you're just yeah you perfect yes you are perfect protecting
0: your peace yeah that's I I had something happen like a big thing happened to me a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. and I was just festering on it and I was sitting on it and before I knew it it was all I could think about my work was not getting done as efficiently or as quickly as it should have been because it was consuming my every thought it literally was woven into every activity I was doing in my day sure and I found myself like wanting to tell everyone about this instance and perseverate on this instance. And uh, it was because I, you know, obviously wasn't extending this person grace or myself grace. And you said that earlier, if you cannot extend yourself grace, you cannot extend others grace. And that can be very situational. You know, certain things you might, might be a lot easier Mm -hmm. for you to extend grace on than others. And, you know, those things that maybe are not, that don't come as easily to you. Those are the things maybe you should, work on or you know kind of focus on a little bit more and here's what's really interesting
1: i just noticed in in what you were just saying Mm -hmm. right there was that whole almost beating yourself up for not necessarily always being able to give grace to people or to have to struggle to do it yes so you can see right (laughs) see how self-perpetuating it is it is so ingrained in us that yeah like that it kind of made me chuckle. It's it was cyclical, right? It's
0: like this cyclical yes. thing, yes. it just snowballs. And yes. we're like, "Wow, why is this problem yeah. so big?" It's because I've given so much energy <laughs> yeah. to it. My goodness. Yeah, so
1: absolutely, absolutely. I
0: think that you know, when we talk about giving grace, you know, mm-hmm. I one of the things that I feel I struggle with, or maybe sometimes it's a little gremlin that comes up in me. <laughs> it's we all have them, okay i just talk about oh, oh gosh yes <laughs> we do yeah. you know how can we strike a balance between giving grace and holding people accountable for their actions in a loving way
1: okay oh wow wonderful question
0: <laughs> so i think giving
1: grace to someone else means accepting that they also are not perfect yep so you can accept the fact that they are not perfect but also hold your boundaries and or hold them accountable. Mm. They actually are, it's a, they do a lovely job of walking hand in hand. And that's so much of it comes down to how we communicate with each other.
0: Yeah. Communication. so they're,
1: they're, they're, Yes. But even more so the actual way that we speak our words.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So you can be very angry and accusatory to someone and what happens They're going to shut down Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then they're going to go into defense mode Mm -hmm. and then nothing happens. Nothing productive. Because you're angry. Nothing productive happens. Mm -hmm. If you can walk into that same situation, take a breath, recognize, right, that where this person is coming from is probably some wound that they have, Mm -hmm. that it's not about you. Mm -hmm. Because that's a big one because we take things personally, Mm -hmm. right? It's not about you. It's about them and the experience that they have had in the past that has brought brought them to this place with you
0: yeah
1: and then let them know mm-hmm. right in a in a loving manner from a place of compassion and one of the things that i a tool that i use i'm going to talk about it with all my clients and it's one that i use in my own relationship mm-hmm. are two two words that can make a world of difference and it's approaching the person and saying to them i'm curious mm-hmm. oh right yeah so yeah so instead of saying you know like do you realize that you did this and yeah i'm curious about why you reacted that way can you help me understand
0: Ooh, that's that just like totally different. totally different and it totally takes down any walls of defense any walls of anger because yes. it does kind of it faces yeah. the mirror back at you yes and, and it makes them feel like oh you know what
1: they want to hear me. They want to see me. And and that's what we all want as human beings is to be seen and heard, mm-hmm. truly seen and heard. Mm-hmm. So when, when you can give that gift to someone else, you're also going to get it back because now you're going to be able to truly find out
0: what the issue is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. coming from a place yeah. of curiosity is almost childlike or wonderlike.
1: Mm-hmm. And I,
0: I yes. and it comes off very approachable. I would say, I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, it may not work with everybody all the time, but that's a very loving way to bring yeah. down some defensive it, it, walls exactly yeah and that's
1: that's why like the, it's those two words those words are, are key
0: mm-hmm. I'm curious and it's made up, yeah I'm curious I'm curious Ooh, that is so yeah. good oh my goodness I I just I have loved this so much I've loved this time together are there any other things that you would like to discuss about this topic or you would like to expound on that you felt Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I could could talk for hours. (laughs) Yeah, you go right ahead, sister. You go right ahead.
1: (laughs) No, you know what? I think, like I was saying, ultimately, the whole premise surrounding giving yourself grace is just coming from that place of I don't have to be perfect Mm -hmm. and pushing yourself to be more vulnerable with people, to recognize all the good qualities about yourself to be grateful for those good qualities about yourself and then to be grateful about those qualities in others mm-hmm. and just taking those small steps can can make a huge world of difference
0: you oh, know yeah. I,
1: um
0: some, something you had said i think too we talked. oh go ahead <laughs> you go. well I, I you know i i was talking that big thing that happened a few weeks ago i um, yeah. my, my partner was so good about it and he's, he said, you're really upset about this. I was like, yeah, like my feelings are really hurt. And he said, then, yeah. and I said, I cannot find a positive thing from this. Cause I'm so angry about it right now. And he said, then you yeah. be thankful that they brought that anger out in you so you can deal with it and get to the bottom of it. If nothing else, be thankful for that person triggering your pain cycle So that you can get to the bottom of your journey.
1: I love Mm -hmm. that. Look at Slade dropping the truth. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) good.
0: So good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not always the thing you want to hear when we're fired up, but you know. (laughs) Right?
1: Exactly. Timing is key. (laughs) But yes, I was just going to say, keep it in context. Good timing. Yeah, absolutely. But no that that's very true and that kind of speaks to it right with it there's in every situation you can find a grain of something positive mm-hmm. maybe not right away mm-hmm. right but if you look for it you will find it because like I said we see what we look for mm-hmm.
0: in everything in everything yeah but yeah it's it's yeah. so true are there any books or podcasts that you would recommend to our listeners mm-hmm. on this topic specifically
1: yeah, um, we talked about Boundary Boss by Dr. Terry Cole. Yes, and I think when it comes to vulnerability, I'm sure a lot of of your listeners are familiar with Brené Brown. Oh my goodness!
0: But she is you're like the you know
1: you can't talk about vulnerability and not talk about Brené. No, Brown. she's just the epitome
0: of all of it. She's so good.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean she's got a gajillion books. Every single one of them is fantastic. Mm-hmm. She she also has like if you're not someone who wants to necessarily sit down and read, or you're not familiar with her work. She has a Netflix special called call to courage. It's about, I think an hour, an hour and a half long. And it is fantastic. You will laugh. Like, I mean, she's very, very funny and she speaks often about her relationship with her husband and uses that. At, as I, an know, examples. examples. It's a great watch. Yeah. It, it's a wonderful thing to watch just to even to introduce you to her work. Oh. And you know, some of the, the gems of wisdom or the little uh, nuggets know, golden nuggets. Like, oh, her, yeah. <laughs> she, one, of
0: my, one of the, one of her favorite quotes of mine is she says, let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are. Yeah. i was like, Oh, yeah, which really does speak to giving yourself grace. Yes. yes it's like going the right. idea of perfectionism. I, I could go on all day about, yeah. She's phenomenal. Yeah. Yes. I would a
1: hundred percent agree. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean that—that's fantastic place to start. I love that, right? Because I mean, yeah, there's there's so many wonderful books and amazing podcast things out there that you can. Oh gosh, yeah, and it's about finding one that resonates for you
0: and finding the approach that resonates for you as well. Because we're all that's yes. one thing too is we all are just such different human beings a different life experience that shaped us and not all information that you know works for one person is going to work for another and that's another thing to consider too when you're sending grace to other people you know is understanding that you know you haven't walked a mile in someone else's shoes and you know we hear all these quotes growing up and it isn't until you get older that you're like wow that packs some wisdom you
1: know, you're right? like, oh wait,
0: now that makes sense I to know. me. You know it's <laughs> yes, like, now I now get I get it. I was so yeah. dense, but now I'm you know yeah. being yeah. molded into a different person. Um so you you spoke a little bit about vulnerability. I meant to do this at mm-hmm. the beginning, but here we are at the end. And I am okay. going to have you since share a little bit of vulnerability yeah. about you. I sure. I teach sip and paints. And I yes. and my, my nickname is Petey. Thank you, parents, for giving me two names that I now have to live with. Because I swear <laughs> I do not have a personality. Don't ask my husband. Um, but um, so one of the things I tell my painters, I'm like, you have now entered PD's positivity corner. And so Love what that. that means is you are not allowed to say anything self-deprecating about yourself or the creation you're about to make. And if you do say something self-deprecating or negative, you have to stand up in front of everybody and say three nice things about yourself. And it really, and I I take it very seriously because I don't oh,
1: powerful. I have my
0: space to be clean and positive mm-hmm. and have like a very yeah. uplifting and lighthearted, you know, energy to it. So that's gonna be uh, my question to you, Tracy. What are three amazing things about yourself?
1: i love it so just a footnote when you're when you're asking that question mm-hmm. are you looking for or like are you looking for things about people physically or are you looking for things emotionally or it just doesn't matter? what
0: comes to just you, any it's, it's three it's okay. so interesting to me yeah. the ones that are super super uncomfortable that i make do this because i don't think they think i'm going to make them do it and i do right um, Sorry, honey, you you already paid me here for my class. <laughs> we're here to uplift you, make you feel empowered in an uncomfortable situation. Um, yeah. The ones that are uncomfortable will yeah. always go with something either superficial or something very easy. So I'm a good mom. I'm a good friend. I have right. life, things like that. Yeah. The ones that are more in tune to themselves yeah. and are more still and peaceful to be around have more introspective responses. Okay.
1: That's cool. I, I, yeah, because I was very curious about that. So I will say about myself, I have learned over the years that I have a tremendous amount of empathy and compassion. And that mm-hmm. is really, I think, one of the gifts that I bring to the world.
0: Yeah. I, Ooh, I love able... that gift to the world. I love that. Yeah,
1: because we all have them. It's just a matter of recognizing them in ourselves. And sometimes we can't. So mm-hmm. that's when you when you surround yourself with the right group of people and you really pay attention to how they lift you up, you will find out what your gifts are. You know, mm-hmm. um, I will say one of one of the other things that I love about myself is my ability to always see both sides of a situation.
0: Ooh, you are so good at that. Ooh, listeners. She is so good at that. I totally agree with that. Actually, everything she said I've agreed with, but that she is so good at that. And that's what makes her um, couple counseling. So amazing is she is able to make both parties feel seen and heard. Sorry. I got excited yeah. about that. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. And but that, that, and that is really how I learned that because mm-hmm. I just, to
1: me, I thought that was a gift that everybody had. No, honey. sometimes I would, I know, because sometimes I would get frustrated <laughs> with people. Like, why is it so hard for you to understand? Not with my clients, but just like in my friendship circle and stuff. And it'd be like, you know, it, it's this way and that way. Why does this have to be difficult? Why can but, you not see this,
0: Susan? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, yes, I will say that that is definitely one of, you know, one of the things that I do love about myself. So I said the empathy and compassion, yep. the ability to see both sides. Mm-hmm. And I think my, the natural curiosity that I have been born with has served me so well. And I am so grateful for it, even though I drove my mom crazy as a child, <laughs> right? Constantly say, why, 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 why? <laughs> Are we there yet? Yeah, why? Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that is, you know, it's it's interesting because as I was sharing that with you, I was mm-hmm. also thinking about how, That is a perfect example of when I was saying that very often our childhood experiences can define how we go throughout life. And something can be said to you that is not meant to be hurtful, but it can can quell you. Because my voice was quelled for a long time because Mm -hmm. I was told out of, I'm sure, sheer frustration with my wife, (laughs) (laughs) that little girls should be seen and not
0: heard. Not heard. Oh, Oh, I just want to hug baby Tracy. Well, oh, oh, my gosh. And, I mean, that yeah. just perpetuated that yeah. stigma. It there. absolutely
1: did, yeah. Like, it squashed my voice for a long time. And, <sighs> I mean, I have no – and that's why I'm saying. Like, that was never said from a, a bad place by my parents. I'm sure it no. was just their gentle, trying to be gentle and saying – can you please just stop talking for a while because we need some peace. Oh yeah. They were talking their (laughs) whole eye twitch away. Of course.
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. Exactly. Not, not ever knowing the, the effect
0: that that had on me. Mm, Yes. But yeah, you're, 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 you're just such a beautiful person, Tracy. I truly mean that. Do you you see how these three things play together so beautifully to Mm -hmm. make you so powerful in what you do for a living? Thank you. Your, yes, yes I do. Your curiosity, your perspective, those three yeah. things play together so well to make you Tracy. Yes. Oh, exactly. I have total, total goosebumps about oh. your three things. <laughs> that makes oh, me so happy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Oh, just I, thank you yeah. so much for your vulnerability. You are just oh, my oh, pleasure. So my good. pleasure. But I am going to tell you, if you get to come back on, if you want to come back on, if I have you, i not, I mean, I have 50 more topics after talking to you today. And one of <laughs> okay. them is your tribe you have around you, which is so important. And I would love to expound on that a little bit more in a later episode. Um, yeah. But I, you will have to come back on and say three additional things you know. Okay. You know, so right, just yeah. get those locked and loaded, honey. I was going to say you start thinking about those now. <laughs> <laughs> start, start writing them down now in your gratitude yes, journal. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I love you. Well, yeah. I will close out the episode with uh, a quote that I found to kind of fit this episode. Okay? And it's we have a tendency to want the other person to be a finished product while we give ourselves the grace to evolve by TD Jakes.
1: Wow. And
0: I love that because I feel like that's me. I love that.
1: Yeah. It, that is me. And
0: I'm like, oof, oof, honey. Yeah. I need a little bit more work on the the inside to extend that to other people. And mm-hmm. I, ooh, that is just so, so good. Yeah. like no, I, I th- do love that. Fantastic. Just, I've never
1: heard that one. And that's saying a lot because I am like,
0: <laughs> I you're am, a quote, babe. <laughs> I am, oh, my goodness. Yes, I live for them. <laughs> well, I will make sure you get this one sent to your inbox. Thank and so you. that you have it in your little um, your little quote box. But uh, I thank you that. so much for your time, your kindness, your wisdom, uh, and just your insight on everything. Again, I just feel so honored to have you on for my first ever episode. And, and just what a beautiful way to open up this journey with you.
1: Oh, thank you so, so much for having me on once again. It's like the one of the, I would say one of the biggest honors of my life. At this oh. point. And I just, I can't wait to see where your podcast goes and, and, you know, the people that it's going to reach and your enthusiasm and the energy that you bring and the positivity is
0: amazing. And just keep spreading your light girl. Oh, thank you so much. I will You're do welcome. that. And I just thank you. Thank you again so, so much. And, uh, We will talk to you soon. Okay, Miss Tracy? Sounds
1: good. Talk later. Talk later. Bye, dear. Bye-bye.